You don't like the Drake. Hey, the Drake. I love the Drake. How could you not like the Drake? Who's the Drake? Who's the Drake? The Drake is good. You like the Drake? I love the Drake. can I say? I'm irresistible. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Robin. Everyone loves the Drake comic podcast. I'm your host, Rob Myers. And I decided to use uh, Justin's uh, and I's uh, little uh, Let's Go Drake Show uh, amalgamation uh, <laughs> intros there uh, one more time just because I thought it was really cool. So thanks, Justin, for allowing me to use your Let's Go comic show intro and kind of intermix uh, the Drake Seinfeld stuff in there. So I appreciate it, brother. Welcome to episode 60. This podcast is brought to you by the BatmanUniverse.net, your home for all things Batman and Robin. Uh, this podcast can also be found at BatmanPodcastNetwork.com. That's associated with Batman on film. So go check us out at Batman universe.net and at uh, batmanpodcastnetwork.com you can get a hold of us through all the social media outlets through facebook.com slash everyone loves the drake we are on twitter at eltd podcast we are on instagram and i'm doing a poor job of instagram i apologize i am going to get on that <laughs> uh, but you can find us over at instagram again under uh, robin everyone loves the drake uh, you can email in so we'd like to get some emails and read some old school emails you can do that at robin eltd podcast podcast at yahoo.com and our I should say our newest endeavor, we've been doing it uh, for about six months now, is over at YouTube at Robin Everyone Loves the Drake. We're trying to get uh, some more likes over there. Uh, we want to hopefully reach 100 so we can get a proper URL for the YouTube channel. But you just search uh, Robin Everyone Loves the Drake and you can uh, find us over there. And uh, last but not least, if you listen to the show on iTunes or even if you don't listen on iTunes, if you could do us a favor, go over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating. That's, that may be a little boastful, but two or three year one uh five would be great because that'll help us get into the search engines uh a lot more for people searching for podcast and robin everyone loves the drake will uh pop up a little bit more frequently and uh, we will read uh your review on the podcast and we'll read all comments and reviews on the show uh we didn't do that for these last two particulars since they was kind of a bigger episode but we will be reading uh comments and likes and retweets and things like that moving into the future like i said this is is episode 60 of the show. This is our second parter with Justin Kowalski for the Zero Hour uh, comic that we did with the uh, Robin uh, Zero issue, with the Robin 10 issue, and then this being the Robin uh, Zero issue. So uh, this has been a lot of fun, and a couple little uh, things that I, I kind of want to bring up here uh, before we get into the show. Like I said, this is a, a two-parter, and there wasn't an actual intro. I, we just kind of broke it up into two. But anyway, I digress. Uh, a couple things that I do want to bring up. You've probably seen on Twitter and Facebook that Terrence and I are uh, getting ready to release a new podcast and are starting to get some of the inner workings going. It's Batman and Robin Eternal podcast. We've already recorded episode one, kind of a, a bare bones first episode. And at the time I'm doing this, I don't think Terrence has released that episode. He's kind of taken the driver's seat for uh, the Batman and Robin Eternal podcast. And it's essentially exactly what it sounds like. This is Terrence and I's look at everything Batman and Robin. We were both of uh, two minds of 
I was wanting to start another podcast, and I thought, well, since I'm doing a Tim Drake podcast, and Robin is such is, is my favorite character, the next logical step was to do another Robin podcast. So I was just going to start a Damian Wayne podcast. Terrence has been working on his Flashpoint podcast, but we really liked doing stuff together, and the Batman and Robin Eternal podcast that we were doing for the actual comic series that was celebrating Robin's 75th anniversary. We already had a Facebook page for it, and it's been getting a lot of traction lately. In the last year, when that comic series was done, we did like this little mini podcast for the Batman universe, and it ran its course and was done. And every time I think about like, oh, I'm just going to delete that Facebook page, we would get more likes and followers. And Terrence had the idea of like, let's resurrect the podcast, and we'll we'll have some fun, and we won't be tied down to doing things chronologically that our only mandate, if it's got a Batman and a Robin in it, we're going to discuss it, being comic books, movies, video games, TV. Um, yeah, there's probably going to be a lot of comic content, but you know, J- Young Justice is coming out, so that'll have a Batman and a Robin in it. And it may kind of take a little bit of the discussion away from the Drake with some topics that, since this was Terrence and I's only vehicle to kind of discuss things for a while, we may be discussing stuff that really doesn't have to do with Tim Drake um, as much as it probably could or should for this particular podcast. So some of those discussions will wind up on that podcast and it'll be kind of a sister podcast uh, to this one. Not that we're not going to discuss stuff, but I think we're really wanting to make this more, let's talk about the comics and the broader stuff that encompasses Batman and Robin will be done over at Batman and Robin Eternal. So I will give you uh, more notice of where you're going to be able to hear and listen to that show. I think Terrence is running that one through Podbean and it won't be tied into the Batman universe uh, podcast network as it were. Um, you know, maybe Fire and Water podcast or Michael Bailey's Fortress of uh, Baileytude uh, will want to pick up the show. Who knows uh, where we'll end up? Maybe we'll just be on our own. So there'll be more about that uh, later. So I just kind of want to get that kind of out of the way. Another thing that uh, Ryan will have a chance to talk about uh, when he's back on the show, since this is, you know, kind of a little interlude here, is that he was part of uh, of creating a video game uh, called Agents of Mayhem that you can uh, find on PC, PlayStation 4, and uh, Xbox One. So it's out there. So if you see that video game, uh, that is... Uh, Ryan Haas had a uh, a pretty decent hand in helping create that video game. So if you're in your GameStop, go, hey, I, I know one of the guys that uh, helped create that game. So that's out there, and I'm kind of eager to uh, play that and tell Ryan how good or how bad his game is. No, I, I won't do that. Uh, I've played some of the demos of it at uh, GameStop where they had it in the machine, and I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to have to pick up this game. Not just because Ryan's a good friend and he uh, – helped uh, design and make the game, but just because I was really enjoying myself. And my wife's like, you're going to make us spend another $60. I'm like, yes, I am. (laughs) So that's some of the news. Uh, We're going to pause here. We're going to start playing some promos on the show of some podcasts that Terrence and I and Ryan uh, listen to and kind of help turn you on to some other things. And uh, when we come back, we will get ready to discuss Robin Zero. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Ladies and gentlemen, Boys and girls, hold your breath, make a wish, count to three. 
Come with me and you'll see a world that's filled with Beatlemania. Hey everybody, this is Tim, one of the co-hosts of Beatlemania, the Blue Beetle podcast. Along with my co-host Jay, we're going to be bringing you everything Blue Beetle, from the Golden Age adventures of Dan Garrett to the Silver Age adventures of a different Dan Garrett to the more recent adventures of Ted Cord and Jaime Reyes. Trust us, we're keeping it blue on the SNG Podcast Network. All right, Rob, it's, it's time to get serious here. Let, let's have a little talk here about toilet paper. How, how long do you think it takes Alfred to, to like change all the toilet paper or refill all the toilet paper in Wayne Manor? <laughs> You know, I, I've always, this sounds really bad. I've always wondered, like, you see Wayne Manor, you think, I wonder how many living rooms there are. you got to think, Bruce Wayne's not going all the way down from, like, the 80th, uh, you know, wing of the <laughs> Wayne Manor to go, okay, the bathroom's on the main floor. So I bet he's got one in every room. You would think that's an all-day job for him, <laughs> you know, yeah. or, or does Bruce stay in one area? <laughs> so I bet it's a long time. <laughs> It is. And, you know, when I was a bachelor, I would buy one big, like, 36-pack of toilet paper, and that would last me, like, three years, like, literally. <laughs> and now that I'm married and have a wife and two um, almost teenage daughters, one's 12, she'll be soon, and they go through a lot of toilet paper <laughs> in a month. <laughs> I'm like, I'll buy a 36-pack, and then, like, in a week or two, it's gone. I'm like, what happened? You know, especially in the summer when they're home all day. But um, the reason why I bring it up, because... Um, we have an app called Ibotta, I-B-O-T-T-A, and the other day I was looking on it, and the toilet paper that my family gets, because they're very particular, they can only get one kind of toilet paper. I hear you. But, but on Ibotta, there was a rebate to, to get money back for buying the toilet paper, and so the reason why I bring it up is because we have this app called Ibotta, I-B-O-T-T-A, it's like very New York, hey, I bought this, I bought a toilet paper, uh, <laughs> or that, that was like more Italian than yeah, that, that Super Mario Brothers, hey, I fought a donkey and I bought us a, some toilet paper, but uh, Ibotta is cool because it's a free app, costs you absolutely nothing, download it. And you can get money back just for buying stuff. I think right now they're doing a thing. If you ride Uber, they give you $1 back for every Uber ride. And if you're, you know, live in a city and take like 10 or 15 of those a week, you know, that could start to add up. And if you sign up for Ibotta and use the code XGDAAVX, that's X, like X-Men, XGDAAVX, uh, you'll be helping us out because for every person who signs up using that code, they're going to give $5 to the Robin Everyone Loves the Drake uh, podcast to help us pay for our server costs and to, to keep the podcast running. So uh, if you could sign up for that, it costs nothing. It helps us out. It gets you money back, and we would we would really appreciate it. We're not looking to get rich here. We're just looking to, uh, you know, pay help defer some of the costs of just maintaining the, the servers and everything. And, and Rob um, – you know, our family, we only use Cottonelle toilet paper, so they had Cottonelle on there. I don't know. Were you? Did you tell me once you were a Charmin family? We're, or? Yeah, we're a Charmin family, yeah. I haven't seen that, but there's a lot of other good stuff on there. So, And, and they do stuff, too, where it's like you get like 25 cents or 50 cents for any item bought at Target, like anything. You could buy anything, like the, the Batman action figure, mm-hmm. get 20, 25 cents back. Pretty sweet. <laughs> like, convince your wife you, you have to buy it. I, yeah, I have to. Look, I'm going to buy these anyway. We're, get, we're getting 25 cents back, and that's really cool about the app as well. Not only is somebody saving on their own, but the app 
is also with the uh, code that you gave out there. It's also kind of filtering back towards us, so it's doing double duty. You're listening to a podcast. It's kind of helping the podcast keep going. It's also putting money in your pocket, and all you're really doing is going out and buying the same things that you always do, and you're helping Alfred stock toilet paper in Wayne Manor. So it's like you're saving Gotham, if you really stop and think about it. Yes. <laughs> you're the hero Gotham needs. <laughs> yeah. And this is the toilet paper we deserve. Yeah. This is an imaginary podcast, which may never have happened. The Shortbox Showcase. But then again may have. About a father and daughter. I'm Professor Allen. And I'm Emily. Who came from Ohio and talked about comics. Walking Dead. Tintin. Black Lightning. White Tiger. It tells of their rise to glory, when the great guests were yet to be booked. Let's put it this way, Shogun Warriors wasn't going to win any Eisners and the great feats of editing not yet performed. This is Ultra 7, this is Ultraman Jack, and this is Ultraman Taro, and this is Ultraman Leo, and this Ultra- Of how they spoke at length. This continuity is really the brainchild of nitpicking nerds the world over. But to be fair, the best kind of confession is the Force Confession. And reviewed in brief tales that explore creatively the bounds of a given character's history. Red Sun is wonderful with a very strange ending. Of brilliant creators before their fall from grace. This is the era where Miller is at the height of his creative and artistic powers, and the ability of strong writing to encapsulate and transcend its time. Flash of Two Earths by Gardner Fox. This is an imaginary podcast. Aren't they all? Shortbox Showcase is part of the relatively geeky family of podcasts. Check us out on the web at relativelygeekypodcast.blogspot.com or search in iTunes for Relatively Geeky or Shortbox Showcase. And remember, we're not experts. We're just family. All right, everyone. Uh, welcome back. We're just getting ready to get in the second part of this podcast. Uh, we didn't do it for... Uh, kind of like the uh, comic breakdown from Mike's Amazing World, which we normally do. We were kind of uh, just trying to get through the episode because uh, the, the two episodes that we had put together, because Justin was kind of wanting to get things uh, wrapped up and we didn't want to take extra time to do some of these other little things. And I thought, you know, I can do that, you know, post-production as it were. So uh, the information from, for this episode, for this uh, comic book rather, again, can always be found at Mike's Amazing World. It's an awesome resource if if you want to know, hey, who did the inking on this? Who did the lettering? So that's where I'm pulling this information from. Uh, this uh, comic that we're looking at today is Robin number zero, of course, published by DC. The cover date is October 1994 and has a on-sale date of September 6, 1994 for a big whopping $1.50. And I think I say it every time for, uh, since the show has started. I would love to pay $1.50 for a comic again. And at the time, I thought $1.50 was kind of expensive. Boy, those were the days. Uh, the editor is Dennis J. O'Neill. Uh, the title of this one is Brother in arms. Uh, the writer for this, of course, is Chuck Dixon, who's going to be the writer for 100 issues. Uh, the penciler is uh, Tom Grummet. The inker is Raymond Kersing. The letter is Albert Tobias D. Gunsman, or Gunsman. I never know how to say his uh, last name properly. And the colorist is the always lovely Adrian Roy. With that, welcome to Robin Everyone Loves the Drake, and welcome to the Zero Hour Show. 
folks, taking a look at issue number zero of Robin, and it's it's um, got the extra color of Zero Hour. They added like a metallic mm. color, and you can see it in the Robin logo, and it was used in the Zero Hour. Um, I, I've got to say, and I'm, I'm probably not going to say much about this issue. I'll let you guys do most of the talking. I am not really a fan of this issue. I think it's one of the weakest of the series, and... Um, it's uh, I'll, uh, Rob's like I hate you. <laughs> How could you say that? Yeah, but um, I, I'll, I'll just say quick. The cover's all right. The cover's mm-hmm. kind of cool, but it's nothing we haven't really seen it anymore uh, and it before. But um, uh, Rob, how's this rate on your? Could it be a poster cover scale? Um, I th- I think it's cool. Again, I I would poster this, but I also think that this was the image used in Hall H. When they showed uh, the Batgirl logo, uh, Andy Dijanova had said they flashed a Robin image off to the side. And I'm almost certain it's this. And I also think this is the same image of a Robin that I would love to think it's Tim Drake in the new DC intro logo where you see like all the you know characters going across the timeline. Uh, where there people are circling like, okay, this is so-and-so, this is so-and-so. I think this is the exact same pose that they drew the image of what people are assuming that this is Robin in it. So um, I would love to think that, you know, that's, they're going to, Tim Drake's going to be in the DCEU or we just wanted a Robin image and this is what they chose. So um, I like it. It's like I said, it's nothing like, oh my gosh, this is the best image of Tim Drake, but it's an image that you Mm -hmm. see a lot used uh, for just Tim Drake stuff. This was even the image that they used uh, for the digital comic service for Robin's 75th anniversary. This is the image that they used to announce that. So it's it's repeated quite a bit. Yeah, no, that's exactly what it is. It's like a good stock image of like, this is Tim Drake. It's a good shot of Tim Drake's costume. And you see the way that the, the, the feet are and he's got his you know bow staff and everything it's it's just a cool issue and i and i like the metallic sheen on the on the logo is always a nice touch too so and then we get into it we see that two-face on the first two pages we've got some two-face it looks like he's in arkham asylum uh might be blackgate but um and one of the things what i don't like about this issue um is it seems like they're well, it is. They're 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 turning Two Face into a Robin villain as opposed to a Batman villain, and it it for, to me it felt very forced. Yeah. It didn't well, feel very organic. But Ryan, do you disagree or? Well, in some respects, I mean, it's not like Batman's not present in a lot of these flashbacks. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and it what I instantly picked up on when I was reading this issue is I was like, you know what, Two Face actually for some reason shows up connected to Robin or Robin's history in some form in a lot of different forms of media of Batman. You know, you look at this issue in the comics, but look at Batman forever, you know, two faces responsible for the deaths of the, the Grayson's you look at, mm-hmm. you know, new Batman adventures where two faces involved in Tim yeah. Drake's, uh, backstory there. And then, and just like this issue talks about, but look at lonely place of dying. Like that's, he's, he's involved in that too. So, I thought that was Ryan will will claim lonely place of dying for every Batman. Yeah, it's true. Ever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Justin. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding. We love we love Ryan. And I love lonely place of dying. <laughs> well, Two Face, you know, he says here on here, you know, they ask him why does he hate Batman, and he says, "I don't hate the Batman. I'll tell you who I hate. I'll tell you all about him." And that seems like. 
I think he hates Batman too. <laughs> like you know. Yeah. Oh no, I was just gonna say that is kind of one of those things. Like you're only gonna read that said in a Robin comic. You know, you're not going to read Batman yeah. proper detective comics and have them say, go off on a tangent like that. But it, it didn't really bother me too much. And this this has a uh, cover date of October 94. And Batman Forever came out summer 95. So this, this is a year before Batman Forever. But, uh, you know, talking mm. to Chuck and how he kind of bashed the movies, I don't think there was any connection <laughs> in, unless somebody... Um, you know, told Joe Schumacher about it. But uh, Rob, what'd you think of Two Face here in these first two pages? Um, I didn't mind him being in here and after um, would have been uh, Legends, uh, where they uh, kind of reset things, uh, and after actually Crisis rather, where they end up redoing, you know, starting issue four hundred when they kind of redo Jason Todd's origin. One of the first villains he goes up against is uh, Two Face, so. For me, I, I kind of like the Two-Face angle, and it's also Tim's first villain that he ever comes into contact with in in The Lonely Place of Dying, and uh, it's kind of one of the first times that Dick and Bruce kind of rekindle their friendship. It's a wrong, weird way to say it, but, you know, when they're working in year three uh, yeah. and come and going into The Lonely Place of Dying, Two-Face is, is part of that. So I, I think it kind of worked that each of the Robins have a, a Two-Face connection to go with. And plus, Two-Face being two, you have two sides of the coin, and there's two different sides to Robin being Nightwing and then you know Tim Drake in here. So I think it, I think it works as a narrative as a whole. So I, I had no uh, issue with it uh, either. Uh, Justin, what do you think of the artwork on Two-Face? Yeah, man. Um, I was, I was going to say, hey, I kind of agree with you, Terrence. This issue wasn't amazing for me. Um, it felt very expository, like, hey, let me tell you this story that you probably already know. Like, I'm sure Tim's asked Nightwing yeah. about, like, hey, tell me about all the Robin stuff. Anyways, um, yeah, Two-Face seemed weird to me, man. Like, Tom Grimmett, like him, but, man, I don't dig his Two-Face. And even that little glimpse of Joker later on in the, in the issue, I don't know what it is, man. There's just something about those cheekbones and, and stuff. I don't know. It just didn't. It didn't do anything for me. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. I, I just it doesn't click for me. Yeah, his skin his skin doesn't look burned. It looks it doesn't look burned. It looks, it looks rubbery, kind of goopy. It looks, yeah, it looks Batman sixty six. But you know, it, it makes me think. Yeah, it, it makes does. me think of the Two Face from the from the sixties comics or forties or whenever you know old, old comics where his face just looked like muddy, looked look like a bunch of mud mm. on his face. That's I, fair. I I will agree with part of the story. What I I like the idea of the zero issue, but for me this is it's not it's not for us that have been reading this as one long narrative. Yeah. It's for the people that are coming into it like here's a history lesson and here's every right. thing that we've reset in the universe. So here's everything you need to know about Batman and the Robin characters so you get the Hey grandpa, tell me the story of when you were four again. Like we already There's three know Robins. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay, well, here we go. You see the death of Jason, yeah. and I'm not trying to jump ahead, but I, I can see where you guys are coming from. As a story beat, it's kind of like, it's it's pretty to look at, but there's nothing new for a reader that's that, that's been reading this. This this is the issue for new people to get, okay, what do I need to know to catch up on? Okay, read this issue, and then going yeah. into Prodigal in your set. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think it kind of was that setup for Prodigal, but it would I think it would have been way better if it was Bruce Wayne telling them these things. Like, what if it had nothing to do with Two-Face? Because I feel like Two-Face doesn't 
do anything else in this thing except have an excuse why he hates Robin. Mm-hmm. It would have been cool if it was um, Bruce going, you know, maybe Tim's like, so why did you why did you pick us? Like, we get it. And he's like, well, you know, Dick, I kind of saw him die. His parents died, da, 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 you know, all this other stuff. And I think it would have been a lot more like compelling to hear why Bruce picked Robin. Because it was just kind of like, I don't know why Bruce did it. You know, it, was, it just, it, it felt so heavy-handed and like, but tell me why he made Robin like, oh, I've been thinking about it. Just, it just felt very like clunky. And so I think if it was from Bruce's point of view, and then it could have ended the same type of ending, and then he could have kept Dick for last. And that's why I want you to be my successor, Dick. You know? Yeah. Credits. Yeah. You know? Yeah. For me, this issue, it's kind of like the difference between reading a great novel and then reading the Wikipedia entry on a great novel. Like, and the idea of the zero hour is to get new readers, to get someone who, you know, never read a robin comic pick it up gonna re- continue to buy it and read it and make them money and this i don't feel like grabs people it, it, it's you know you could have done all this with one you know one page in the front just give us a rundown of what happened or, or what led up to there mm-hmm. and then give us a really great robin story just something you know that that you know just kicks ass that makes people go i want to read more i want to find out more who is this Dick? You know, Dick Racing guy. Who is this Tim Drake? I, I'm going to buy some more, as opposed to here's everything you ever needed to know about it. And you know, um, and I, I kind of like if they're resetting the universe. Like, you know, don't tell us everything. Like, l- let us find out little by little. Almost like how Scott Snyder did on Batman Number One. You know, that issue wasn't like here's everything mm-hmm. that's changed now in the New Fifty Two. It was like, well, we're just going to, you know, tell you little by little, and then you know. 20 issues later or whatever give you zero year um but ryan did you have uh, anything you wanted to say uh, about this so far until we go on to the next part i mean the flashback part of it is i didn't mind because i kind of and it i don't ever really expect every single issue of a comic book to be you know not every issue of a comic book can be lonely place of dying or anything you know what i mean but but um <laughs> But what's cool about it is I, I like that it honors the legacy of, of some of these old events. And I like to see them get repopulated in old, in new issues and brought back up again. Like, I think after The Killing Joke, there's some, some issues of Batman where they recount The Killing Joke and say, this is what happened in this story and here's what's happening now. I, I kind of like that sense of time and place. But, but most of all, I like I just like seeing... Dick Grayson and Tim Drake interact as Nightwing and Robin because that's not something that we really had seen too much of, you know, before Nightfall. And then you got some at the tail end of Nightfall, and it, it kind of is a good lead in to Prodigal. Um, so just that, like, part of it, I, I kind of like. I don't think the story itself really has a super strong through line. I think a lot of stuff Justin said would make it a little stronger, but I just like seeing some of the things that do happen in it. It would have been a, a much better, like who's who issue as opposed to, or who's who segment as opposed to the whole mm. zero issue. Mm. Um, just to rub salt in the wound, it would have been better too. Instead of Bruce Wayne saying it, if it was John Blake saying like, here's everything I figured yeah. out because I'm an orphan. Right. When I saw you, I knew who you really were. I'd seen that look on your face before. It's the same one I taught myself. I was able to figure every all this out. No, sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I'll, I'll cut that out. Yeah, I'll change the subject real quick. Uh, not my favorite look of Nightwing through the years. It's a very busy costume yeah. in the ponytail. Yeah, I'm not a fan. 
Rob, so what'd you think of uh, these pages here of uh, Dick Grayson and Tim Drake on top of the roofs here? I, we've kind of been saying about just the, the the story's a little thin. At the, at the same time, I, I don't mind it too much. I kind of getting into just the early stages of it. Um, it's I don't mind this Nightwing costume. I think out of all of them, the disco collar always kind of bothered me. It kind of looked like he'd have this, you know... I don't know if you guys had talked about it on Let's Go at all, but it's just like this... It's like a flying you know, squirrel. Yeah. It's got this weird, weird thing he'd have to look over his shoulder at. So I, I don't mind it. And I kind of like that he's got a little bit of a glider wing um, <laughs> built in there a little bit, a la you know, Batman Beyond a little bit. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's not really intelligent response there. <laughs> Sorry, Terrence. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's just a weird... I remember yeah. they made an action figure of that one. In the Legends, the Legends of, Batman of Batman line? Figure. Uh, yeah, I've got that I too. It's, it's, it's that bizarre. figure. And it's just a... It, 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 it feels... When you place it next to the disco collar, it feels like the next step of the Nightwing costume. Yeah. Because it still kind of has that, they're like... Hold, they're trying know, to hold back. That gold. <laughs> but, but I uh, think they said in the New 52 that this costume, the yellow is actually feathers. Oh, man. It's even worse. It's, to make this costume... You know, in the New 52, well, Robins are freaking obsessed with feathers. You know, look at Tim Drake's yeah. costume. <laughs> Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, okay. <laughs> I don't know. This suit. Yeah, it's kind of a weird suit. It's the '90s, dude. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I, I'm, I'm pretty much, I'm forgiving of, of, of that stuff. But, yeah. <laughs> and then on uh, page five, we get the first flashback, which kind of gives us the the Dick Grayson story uh, from how the Flying Graysons to Robin. It's real quick. It's only four panels, uh, which is kind of. You know, we kind of know the story and not much change in Zero Hour, so it's pretty cool. The only thing I say is I, my biggest regret, and Rob, you'll you'll probably feel the same way, is that in Batman Forever, when they're at the circus, I just, I wanted, I'm always looking in the crowd looking for a kid like, where's Tim Drake? And I just, I wanted him to put some woman just to say to her son, like, Tim, will you sit down or come here, Tim, or just throw us that, li- just throw us that bone. Uh, you gave yeah, us the Metropolis yeah, line, really but good. I don't think that Schumacher even knew anything about no. that. But, um, yeah. Yeah, so uh, Rob, that would have been cool. I would have liked that. Yeah, Rob, what'd you think of uh, the the Dick Grayson? Was four panels enough, or did you did you need more here? No, I I didn't think we we needed more here. It was nice to to, to revisit this. You know, we recently saw it. I shouldn't say recently. It's probably been a couple of years now since Year Three had come out, where they kind of re recounted the origin of Dick Grayson. But uh, yeah, I don't think you needed any more. Three or four panels, get the dick story out, and then you're we're on to the next beat. So I thought it was it was done effectively for what they were telling here. Yeah, Ryan, did you like the uh, 1939 Batmobile in there, or do you <laughs> feel like we just tried to fix these with zero hours? No, no, it's cool. I like I love seeing yeah. old Batmobiles and crazy stuff in the Batcave. You know what I mean? And as and as far as the the Dick Grayson origin goes, I I like that it hammers home a few points like. I think Bruce saw his own loss mirrored in mine. It is kind of like a, you know, shared emotional experience thing. So <laughs> I like that. Yeah. And, and through the, the comics and there's been a lot of Tim, uh, I'm sorry, Dick Grayson origin stories told. Uh, but Justin, do you have like a favorite version of the Dick Grayson origin story? Oh yeah. The gauntlet and year three are, are my favorites. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think year three is super underrated. Is. But I I really like yeah. I really like uh, you know it, it was it was a good it was a good story and uh, the George Perez covers are mm-hmm. freaking 
beautiful. Mm. Um, but yeah, I've, and I like the gauntlet. And you know, I mean, the uh, Dark Victory is good too. Um, I don't, I haven't read that as much as Long Halloween. Yeah. I think I've only gone through it like twice. But um, yeah, I think that's my that's my simple answer. Yeah, the animated series Robin Reckoning. That's what really I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, the Robin origin good. in the Batman animated series mm-hmm. is really good too. Yeah, that's also really good. That the ending of oh, that nice. episode is like really touching where they're like together, but yeah, yeah, it's really good. Rob, besides Batman Forever, do you have a favorite? <laughs> <laughs> well, since I can't use that one, uh the Gauntlet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I I really like the Gauntlet and uh getting to meet uh Len Weeks, if I'm saying that right. No, Lee Weeks. Lee Weeks, rather. Uh, at uh, Comic Expo I went to up in Detroit a few months back. I got him to sign that little mini trade, I guess, if you want to call it. But even I made it cooler. I told him, I said, oh, this is one of my you know, favorite you know, Dick Grayson stories. And he said he, he loved, loved doing that book and uh, said you know, he, he is always eager to sign that book when it, it comes across his table. He said it's just it's one of his favorite things that he's ever done. So that made that story oh, even cool. cooler. So. Cool. Now, on page six and seven, we get a, a little flashback of uh, Dick Grayson talking about when he was Robin going up against um, Two-Face. And I don't know. I tried looking for it. Does anybody know if this is from an actual issue from, like, the 50s or 60s? Or is this all from um, Dixon's uh, imagination? Yeah, I doubt it. I don't. I mm-hmm. think it's probably just... You know, because back then, continuity wasn't really there. He was like, oh, here's this issue and, and the next issue. Like, I don't know if it they're pulling from it so much as the creating, creating a new backstory, you know? Yeah. And did anybody feel like it was a little Batman foreverish ending with the two standing there or, <laughs> Oh man. It's true. I know, pick it's just, yeah. yeah. I was kind of, uh, and then also too, on page seven, the way two Face is acting, I, I don't like this version of two Face. I like the animated series, like big, bad Harv, him rolling on the floor and doing all this is it, just to me is not in character how I see it. And I almost feel like it is like someone showed this to Tommy Lee Jones and he was like, okay, so that's how I play it. You're counting on the winged Avenger to deliver you from evil, aren't you, my friend? Are you going to kill me? Maybe, maybe not. You can say we're of two minds on the subject. You're a gambling man. Let's say we flip for it. One man is born a hero, his brother a coward. Babies starve, politicians grow fat, holy men are martyred, and junkies grow legion. Why? 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 Luck! Blind, stupid, simple, doodah, clueless! <laughs> the random toss. The only true justice. Let's see what justice has in store for you. <laughs> oh, oh, it's like the touch card. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Fortune smiles. Another day of wine and roses. Or, in your case, beer and pizza. <laughs> But you said you'd let me live! Too true! And so you shall! Nothing better than my bank to trap about! You know, but, um... (laughs) 
<laughs> Ryan, uh, Ryan uh, what'd you think of uh, these two pages here or anything? Well, it's it's interesting because I do kind of I did kind of think like because although past continuity doesn't show up a whole lot, this issue is kind of all about that, and it's weird if it wasn't shown somewhere else because we see lonely place of dying and we see like uh, Jason Todd's origin in here and Chuck Dixon is no stranger to pulling obscure people from past continuities and actually honoring them. You know, we saw saw that in shotgun Smith. So I kind of wonder if it it was original or not, but, but uh, yeah, Rob, what'd you think? Oh, I, I I liked it. I, it, it made me lean more like where Ryan is like, this is probably something just I think just because it's Chuck, because everything else is so faithful, um, you know, probably take some homework trying to figure it out. But I, at the same breath, I wouldn't be surprised if it's if this is just something that uh, Dixon just came up with on his own. But I, I kind of want to believe this is a classic Two Face story. And then uh, on page seven, Justin, how'd you feel about Two Face kind of? Getting in the fetal position, screaming in his um, trying to retell a story about Robin. Did, did that seem out of character to you too? Or yeah, no, it okay. totally did. It doesn't. Uh, he he Two Face to me has always been a little less like you know the crazy his, his like issue and disorder is his coin. You know, he doesn't lose his mind because of these types of things. He he re, he relies on his coin to kind of dictate his actions, and this just seemed kind of really out of place. He's not the ah screaming like upset guy. He's he he's he does his business because that's what he needs to do, and he lets his coin help him decide you know what direction to go. And so it seemed. I don't know. It, it, they're adding a layer to him that's not there and doesn't need to be there. Yeah, I always think of him as more as cold and detached than Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> um, uh, all right, so, yeah. so then on the, the next page, we get um, the flashback of Jason Todd, and we see um, the the panel on of – it's like the cover of Batman 408, and uh, it kind of um, – and then on the next page, we kind of get the death of Jason Todd – um, so Rob, what'd you think of the, the Jason Todd flashback stuff? Uh, nothing again, there was nothing out of the ordinary. Um, you started picking up really quick. Like this is going to be just the history lesson. And I would imagine in other books, cause it always seems like Batman and Green Lantern books, their histories really don't change too much. So I would have, yeah, I would have liked to jump into, you know, Wonder Woman and see what was changed and go, Oh, so this is the new status quo. So it's kind of like, yeah, we've, we've kind of seen that nothing's, nothing's new in this. It's just cool to see uh grummet drawing these, uh, kind of iconic, uh, images that we've seen. Except now he's jump kicking two face. <laughs> yeah. It's good to bring him in. That's all. Uh, was there anything else you wanted to add, Justin or, um, yeah, I always felt like the, <laughs> him stealing the wheels off the Batmobile was dumb. <laughs> yeah. Cause like, like I'm sure Batman's wheels aren't that easy to take off and there's gotta be some type of like amazing system, you know, to like warn him. I don't know. Like if they update that, maybe he's trying and like right away, like he's zapped or something. And Batman's like, what are you doing? You know, I don't know. This doesn't make any sense. to Yeah. Me. <laughs> like, and I, I know in new 52 and I, I remember not liking it and, but didn't Scott Lobdell like retcon all this and, and that it was all the Joker was setting it all up or something with the wheels. I don't know. 
Yeah. What? Um, I don't know. I just know the Tim Drake stuff got botched. Yeah. That, um, that, yeah. that is, uh, we will not speak of that name on the Okay. Show. Gotcha. <laughs> but yeah, yeah they, they, it, it was retconned in New 52 that it was all some kind of Joker setup. And I, they were even like hinting that like Jason Todd may have been like the son of the Joker and stuff. And I, and I think that kind of with Rebirth went away. But um, yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that sounds familiar. I think that was that in the Teen Titans issues, or this was in the Red Hood uh, Zero. Red Hood. Okay, I you know yeah. what? That's I, I think I have those. But oh gosh, yeah, man, <laughs> yeah, it's really bad. Um, but actually, his uh, what a Red Hood and and the Outlaws has been pretty good in Rebirth, but he hasn't done anything too crazy yet. But um, before we look at this, the origin of Tim Drake here in the, the comics, Ryan, was there anything you wanted to add about Jason Todd? Yeah, I mean, I think it's cool that they're they're acknowledging it, and as we all know, that Jason Todd went through a, a couple of revisions, you know, to get yeah. to that point. But stealing cars off the Batmobile is kind of weird because we've heard nothing but like, oh, the Batmobile is like super, you know, protected against people yeah. trying to do stuff like that. <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of weird. But uh, actually, try to look this up. The this two face scenario this might even make this issue better for you guys i don't know this two-faced scenario is in another comic book it's Ooh, uh, it's, in, it's in robin year one okay oh oh yep okay cool yeah and it's done a little bit differently but it, it is pretty much this same scenario where he's got both batman and 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 the other district attorney and he makes robin choose who goes and yeah it's the same same deal and that was an annual right hmm. i think it's a standalone oh, okay no this is the Robin Year One story that they just recently compiled with the Batgirl. Year yeah, one. and didn't okay. Dixon write that as well? Um, it's just out of my reach. Because I know one year DC every annual was so. a Year One. Yeah. Yeah, this is not that. Okay. No, this is before that. Yeah, this is Chuck Dixon think- and and Scott Scott Beatty. Yeah. Oh, is it? okay. Okay. Oh, I remember. Yeah, right. yeah, I like that lime green cover. That's on it where you think you just see his eyes. Yeah, it's like well, yeah. Was it a was it a um, one shot? It's like four a, issues. Oh. It's a four issue huh. miniseries, and it get and it got um, collected. But what's it, what's interesting about this is it's I believe it came out quite a bit after this. It, the Wikipedia says it came out in two thousand one. Huh. So oh, I wonder if I wonder he, if he retold, like, wanted to retell really wanted to tell this story in full. Oh, cool! Kind of, yeah, that makes sense. That's actually that actually is cool. If he does, if he's like, oh, you know, I kind of set that up a few years yeah. back. Let me, yeah, I'm gonna, and I haven't read that story. I ought to give it a shot. I think I've got it laying around somewhere. Cool. cool. I, yeah, that's awesome. Um, the Tim Drake stuff. All right, Rob, you have to tell us which issue each panel is from here. No, no, I, mean, I know you can't, hit, <laughs> but a lot of it is as a lonely place of dying. Uh, and and like I said, for me, this having read it, it feels like the Cliff Note version, or the, like I said, the Wikipedia entry. It and page twelve kind of goes mm-hmm. over the first you know couple years of Tim Drake's um, issues in a couple panels and. I don't know. It's it's just like okay, I, but I know all this. So, uh, Rob, what'd you think when you read this again? I thought this was cool. It was cool to see uh, Grummet do uh, these classic. I mean, I've said it a million times. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lonely Place of Dying is my my favorite Batman and Robin story ever. Um, just really cool to see. Um, you know, I, I could watch see different versions of the Lonely Place of Dying um, anywhere, and I'll, I'll I'll be happy. So even if it appears in a movie somewhere, yeah. Cool. 
Like, and do, it's in the Dark Knight. Rises. You didn't know, yeah. Right when I saw you, I knew who you really were. I'd seen that look on your face before. It's the same one I taught myself. Oh, I'll have to check that out. <laughs> on page eleven, does does Robin kick Two Face like that in Lonely Place of Dying, or was that just changed to make? Because I see Jason Todd kicks him like that, and Batman kicks him like that at one point, but I don't remember that specific panel. But and I didn't feel like they did the log box when I reread this. The thing it said it, he they were in a fist fight, but I've got my trade right here in my hand, and he, um, I think he just punches him. Because he's got the brick coming down with it. Yeah, he just punches okay. him. So that so was it's not the kick. The only kick that Tim does is to the like wooden baffle uh, mm. to get to uh, Dick and uh, Bruce. So yeah, that that's done for the cool. issue. Ryan, what'd you think of the Lonely Place of Dying flashbacks? I think it's cool. Like I said, I, I just like seeing old continuity kind of brought up and used for new story beats. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the piecemeal approach in this issue is is very, you know, beat for beat. But I think a good example of that is you know the issue in Nightfall actually, where Batman flashes back to the Jason Todd stuff. But but yeah, I like the way they use it here. Yeah, and then uh, also here we we have some of that artwork that you had mentioned, Justin, with the Joker and King Snake, and that Joker is kind of a, an interesting take. And we even have Asbats there. That Joker right there, see, that picture doesn't okay. bug me as much as the one from. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know what it is. It's there. Where, where is, I think it was the one where he's beating on Jason Todd. Like that oh, okay. one. That angle just seems really yeah. weird. But uh, that one doesn't bother me too much. But oh yeah, I don't know. I don't know if Grummet was Joker's. <laughs> yeah, uh, and he does kind of say here, you know, like he's talking about how uh, Tim is talking about how like maybe Batman made the wrong choice. I don't want to be. He says I wouldn't want to be another Jason Todd. Which I, I kind of like how that hangs over them. That that one of them died in the line of work um but justin was there anything you wanted yeah. to add to these uh flashback panels no i i like the the obi man is it obi or obia man i don't I know i think it's o- yeah. obi sounds better to me obi, the, the obi man that was i you know that was actually like, the first comic i ever bought with tim drake in it was detective the I don't, I don't know, six something where it has the skull batman mask i was like what the heck's this all about and i oh yeah that yeah. was like my like what the heck's going on like money spider and anarchy all that type of stuff like so that was my first um kind of like introduction to who he was cool I, I think he did a good job you know and clue master just looks like he should because that's the first time i ever saw it was grummet doing him so yeah it all looks good who's good who's stuff. the guy in between Azbats and the riddler tip of my tongue I, i'm not gonna be able to think of him okay right but it's a it's, his mask is red oh my gosh yeah i I think he's actually yeah, yeah he's in the Robin series. Is he in the Robin proper series? Um, okay, all um, right. So I don't feel quite so bad not remembering him. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah he, he's he's not he doesn't make it much of an impact past the first few. I mean, I don't think he comes up past issue fifty. For some reason, I thought he was the electrocutioner, but he's not. Okay, is he? You know what? I think you're right. I think that's the look. Maybe of the electrocutioner. That, maybe is him because he was in that one three parter. In the Batman comic where he fought the Electrocutioner, was that who it was? I don't know. Yeah, you know, I think it is Electrocutioner, to be honest. I'm just, I'm trying to, like, think in my brain, but that's, I think that's who it is. Yeah, I couldn't place him. Um, Then we get, uh, let's see, we got one, two, three, four, 
five, six pages, which this – I like this flashback because it didn't actually feel like a flashback. It, it kind of felt like storytelling just in the past um, yeah. or a past event, but it flowed like you know a story and not just giving us the, the cliff notes of what happened uh, between – uh, when Robin tried to save Batman and the DA at the same time. And, and so, Ryan, what would you feel about um, the way the story played out and Dick Grayson's um, trying to trying to rescue them? It's it's What's cool about this, to me, is that reading... I, I See, I think that reading Robin number 10 and number 0 together is actually really cool because when I was reading this, I was comparing this Dick Grayson Robin in the flashback to the one that we saw in, you know, Robin 10, because here he's not, he is kind of, he's this nice, uber confident, you know, good at everything. Robin is kind of confronted with his first big giant mistake. You kind of wonder like, I bet the Robin in Robin number 10, Dick Grayson Robin is probably, this probably hasn't happened yet, you know? So it's like, He's confronted with this, and what does he have to do, and how does he save people, and and then he he fails, and it's kind of an interesting thing to see how he deals with it. And man, I really can't ignore the <laughs> the, the uh, Batman Forever connection here. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know. Now it's, it's weird. I'm like, like, man, they really must have looked at this. <laughs> but first, let's meet our contestants. Behind curtain number one, the absolutely fabulous Dr. Chase Meridian. She enjoys hiking, getting her nails done, and foolishly hopes to be the love of Bruce's life. (laughs) And behind curtain number two. one and only partner. This acrobat turned orphan likes Saturday morning cartoons and dreams one day being bare naked with a girl. (laughs) And below these contestants, my personal favorite, a watery grave. Just one little touch. And five seconds later, these two day players are golfing on the rocks below. Not enough time to save them both. (gasps) Which one will it be, Batman? Bruce's love? Or the Dark Knight's junior partner? Yeah, what'd you think, Justin? Um, Yeah, it's, 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 you know, it was, again, it's hard. It's it's not my, I don't have the reverence for this issue as I did for Mm -hmm. 10. But yeah, I mean, it's Grumma art, so it's always, it's all good, you know? (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, it's. It, I feel like it doesn't give the weight so much to the guy dying. It was kind of like, well, he died, and that's <laughs> yeah. it. You know, it's not. Much and they fun. even make a point where they're <laughs> so, like, well, the important thing is that you're you and Batman are still alive. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, oh, this guy, this guy died. <laughs> like, I don't know, man. Oh yeah. And uh, it is strange how like the the end of the issue doesn't link that. It's like, man, I was such a failure. I did this, and then it jumps right into like. You're the perfect person to take up Batman. It's it's kind of doesn't really connect too too well. Yeah, it's kind of weird though. It's like Robin let himself get beat to crap so Batman could find time to escape. You know, it's like <laughs> he's the sacrificial lamb here. It's like oh, I, I don't know if that's the point. I mean, it's it's almost sad that this little boy said, 
let these guys beat on me so you know batman could it almost makes you think man robin is a bad idea <laughs> <laughs> just cause this, this, this like this grown man is like hey get beat on so i can get my you know bat well i wonder it's like escape robin buying him time is the what it's like from two-faces perspective maybe it just happened to work out that way maybe maybe like yeah, yeah. in the moment i don't think maybe robin wasn't like you know what i'm gonna take take the bullet <laughs> yeah 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 okay i only have to take three punches smashed. it's three right what what do you think rob um I, again just kind of like what what we've been saying there's it's nothing earth shattering it's it's the history lesson but i i do think this whole thing is from two faces perspective so two face doesn't want to blame himself for screwing up this thing and wasn't watching batman that it, this this had to be an elaborate ruse that robin's going to take these punches and so batman can get out so i think it's just more deflecting on two faces end yeah and then uh we get we get a little bit of um kind of two-faced wrapping up the story and then um nightwing and robin going to work taking you know going through the skylight uh, to take out these uh criminals and then we get the big ending which is the 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 passing of the mantle of the bat to um dick grayson which once again like i said i i didn't really like this issue very much is because these two pages are basically what you yeah. find I was in the first couple pages of Prodigal Part 1, Batman 512. So you didn't even need it. But it is a cool – I love the last page, full page. Robin's given that like fist pump that he does sometimes in there. That That's a, a cool piece of art. Um, but so let's kind of just kind of wrap up the – I'm sure we'll get into lots of Prodigal stuff as the, the years go on. But um, Rob, f- f- ending of the, the issue and overall thoughts on the issue to kind of wrap it up, what would you think? I think this is the best part of the issue. We'll talk about it in Prodigal. I wish Dick had a little bit different Batman costume than Bruce, yeah. just to differentiate between the two of them um, a little bit. But I think this is a cool moment. That the thing that we were wanting so bad in Nightfall is like, well, why why did he have Jean Paul? Why didn't he just go to Dick? So we actually finally get to see what Dick Grayson is going to be like. And the Prodigal storyline kind of gets overlooked. Uh, people go to Batman Reborn. Oh, Dick Grayson is Batman and Damien is Robin. It's kind of cool to go, well, actually, Dick was Batman first with Tim Drake. So um, but the end of this book, I it doesn't maybe make the story better, but I'm like, at least it ended on a really cool note. Like, wow, I can't wait to the, the yeah. next issue to read Batman with Dick Grayson. So it's not a great issue, but it, it kind of put a nice exclamation point on it. Ryan? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's basically it. It's like... It kind of you read the issue, you get invested in in Robbins, and really what it does is gets you a little invested in this uh, Tim Drake and Dick Grayson pairing because they are about to be Batman and Robin for for you know a, a big old giant arc here yeah. in a little bit. And did you guys say that this whole scene is you know verbatim copied in another issue? Uh, I don't know if it's verbatim, but I've got um, five twelve right in front of me right now, and it basically kind of goes over the same stuff it, it it's it's st- that issue starts with them in the bat cave dick and bruce are both in their um batman suits and they're basically saying you know like hey you're gonna take over for me now so yeah um, okay now it looks like it's a little bit different dialogue it's not the same dialogue word for word but it's um okay. the same same story beats um the same setup yeah and i think it's interesting that they again mentioned that like Bruce Wayne, because I always felt that this was a kind of a strange beat to kind of get to point A to B. That Bruce is like, 
Oh, there's still a war to battle, but you know, I'm not going to do it. I need a rest. So, uh, you guys do it for a little bit. I thought that was kind of interesting, but I wanted to inspire somebody yeah. else so I can quit and go drink. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Especially beverage in Italy. Yes. And Justin, thank you so much for being on. Yeah. And, um, uh, thank you so much for the artwork. Oh, you did. I think we man. all can like, just like get on our <laughs> knees and bow down and say, thank you. So that, that artwork looks just so cool and so awesome. And, uh, I mean, man, we can't thank you enough. And, uh, as, as our guest, what are your final thoughts on Robin issue zero and anything about, you know, Tim Drake, you wanted to, to leave yeah, us with? Um, <laughs> issue zero. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't my favorite, but it's a, pretty um it's a good one i mean it's a good like you kind of the perspective you have on it was actually right was it could have been someone's first kind of introduction to all the robins because that could be confusing if you're like what oh there's four robins there's three robins what you know but yeah overall i think 10 and and uh zero together are are good fun um i think 10 definitely was the better issue but uh yeah tim drake he's my robin i mean he's who i grew up with i mean i was pretty much I've somehow got older than him, but yeah. we were about the same age. I, th- I feel when I first when I first started reading uh, him, and I remember getting my Batman yeah. Returns Tim Drake Robin. Like I still have that on my bookshelf in the living room. He's there prominently hanging out with Iron Witch Batman, and um, they, those same. are you know he, the character means a lot to me. <laughs> and so um, I'm hoping for him to go back to the greatness that. I've kind of felt for him. I feel like he lost it in new 52 and yeah. I haven't, you know, he hasn't been around much in a rebirth. Yeah. And so I'm hoping when he makes his triumphant return that it goes back to that status of just wanting to read him. Cause I haven't wanted to read him since red Robin, to be honest, yep. like the red Robin book with Marcus toe and, uh, Oh God, Fabian, I mean, I something, yeah. something, something. Yeah. Yeah. He, that was one of my it's favorite fantastic. books. Pre, like yeah. once it was such a good book. And, the that team and just his mission and even how they explored his relationship with Lucius Fox's daughters yeah. and stuff and I'm like we we don't get that anymore and I think um you know that book and even even the Superboy book I think it was called Adventures Comics by Jeff Johns and uh, uh those are victims to I think bad you know publishing mandates at DC yep. at that time sorry there's my <laughs> those are my real it's thoughts true. No, it's true <laughs> Terrence Terrence when you when you when you yes. come on Terrence maybe maybe even this week we'll have to figure it out editor's note into the show after we had uh, recorded these episodes uh you know they were kind of spaced out in between Terrence does appear and has already appeared on the Let's Go Comic Show you can check out Terrence's appearance on the Let's Go Comic Show podcast with Justin and Matt Ritchie and he is on episode 23 so if you're not already listening to uh, Let's Go Comic Show uh, by Justin and Matt you need to do yourself a favor and go listen to that show anyway and you can hear uh, Terrence over there make a guest appearance on there as well so back to the show uh, we'll talk about that maybe we'll talk about a little we'll do a little cliffhanger yes. to be uh, continued on Let's Go Comic Shows <laughs> um, I'd love to talk about a little bit of um those comics and get your thoughts on and we'll even talk about the Ramones cool. we'll bring it in to my show awesome. I can talk about whatever I want yeah. but uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll do that and so sounds awesome there we go Tim Drake okay yes. in my book <laughs> and awesome <laughs> so to wrap it up if, you, if you're listening to this and you're not listening to the Batman on Film podcast you have to just stop what you're doing it is by far the best uh, you know 
Batman podcast out there, especially in the uh, cinematic universe. And I, I kind of think of it as like you guys are like a, a well-honed football team, like the, the Dallas Cowboys. You got Bill. He's like the coach. He's like the quarterback. He's like Roger Starbuck or, you know, Tom Landry or, you know. And then you got uh, Rick, who's like the, the, the wide receiver, you know, like the Terrell Owens, you know, trash talk it. And, and then you guys are the round tablers. You guys are like the, the, the offensive line, like, like you're rock steady. You're always there. You know, you're, you're to back up our team. Sometimes. Yeah. So uh, yeah. I feel like me and Ryan are the guys from the 60s show, like for <laughs> yeah, Thug 1 and yeah. Thug 2. Like I'm round yeah, table 2, one, <laughs> Ryan's round table 1. one. Yeah. But um, <laughs> where, why don't you tell me what shirt I did, Justin? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> round tabler one, round tabler two. That's awesome. Um, but uh, before we sign off, Justin, why don't you tell everybody how they can uh, reach you on Twitter and, and Facebook and all that fun stuff and, and uh, what, what other podcasts you're on? Yeah, um, you can hit me up on Twitter at J underscore Rocca. That's a story from another day. And uh, same as Instagram. It's just J Rocca if you want to check out pictures of my kids pretty much that's what it is so don't do that. that's weird um <laughs> facebook facebook.com slash justin kowalski and then um yeah if you would love to listen to some other shows that i'm a part of uh besides the batman on film show uh, i do let's go cast.com where i host let's go which man we're trying to do another one soon it's been really hard and then let's go comic show which has been pretty weekly uh for about 20 something episodes and continue to do more and we have another show coming out in the fall maybe so we're working on that and it wouldn't be me it's going to be somebody else but uh um yeah just kind of love i love podcasts and i love being a part of them this was really fun by the way this was a really fun i actually needed to do this today um it, it was a good it, it was a good way to kind of have a break in the afternoon so um i appreciate oh, yeah, it thank on, you guys. so much and it, good and stuff Anytime you want to come back, yeah. you're more than welcome here. So thank you so much. And then Ryan, to to say goodbye yeah. to you here, I, I got a quick question for you. Um, at what age will you be showing Nora the the Super Mario Brothers movie, or have you shown it to her already to have it in the background and just hasn't <laughs> already seen it? It's, okay, that's going to be. You know, I could I could send her down the 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 vicious path of. Um, of doing things wrong by by showing her the movie before she's introduced to the game. Okay. And then she'll have no choice but to identify with the movie first. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably what I'll do. Cool. And um, are, are you already saving up to go to uh, Tokyo for the opening of uh, Super Nintendo Land? Oh, that'd be so cool. That'd be so cool. Is that a thing? Did Super I not hear Nintendo about this? World. Super Nintendo World. Yeah, it's Universal. Yes, it's a theme park. Yeah, it's Universal Studios is building it in Tokyo, and the rumor is they're going to build mm-hmm. one in California and in uh, Orlando, Florida. But that has not been confirmed or announced by them. But they've been mm-hmm. like buying land and and you know they've got a lot of. They're buying a bunch of like underground yeah, pipes and stuff. Exactly, <laughs> giant mushrooms or warp, in, warp zones yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> that's yeah. the rumor, but um, some people think they might open Tokyo first just to like work out the the kinks and the bugs and stuff. But uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. A, a theme park based on video games, especially Nintendo video games, is is yeah. going to be amazing. So, uh, but yeah, for sure. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. So Ryan, did you want to tell everybody where they can uh, reach you and and Get, get in touch with you yep yeah yeah to- so you can find me on twitter at smb underscore ryan and uh of course yeah follow, listen to the uh batman on film podcast and uh the azrael podcast is coming soon i'm still working on 
the uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then you can find that on Twitter at at Azrael Podcast and. Our inaugural stuff is going to be our amazing Dennis O'Neill interview, and I'm still editing that. You know, having a baby kind of got in the way of that a little bit, but I'm still working on it. This will be up eventually. Yeah. <laughs> and before I, I give the podcast back to Rob, I just wanted to tell a quick funny story. Cool. Justin had on Twitter a couple weeks back. He said something like, "If you have a podcast, keep, yeah." He said, oh, uh, no. "Like if you have a podcast, keep your intro to under <laughs> 90 seconds or something like that." Uh, I think. And then, <laughs> yeah. Totally. Everybody who has a podcast. That ain't, that ain't like, show, brother. <laughs> totally unrelated. Later that I saw that text, and then later that day I get I get or the, that tweet. And later that day I get a text from Rob saying, "Do you think the intro to our show is too long?" <laughs> and I was like, and I'm like, "Did you read Justin's tweet? Is that why you're asking me?" He's like, "Yes." I was like, "No, I think it's okay. I think we're good." So, but uh, I wanted to. So, so Rob. Oh, man. I, just as Bruce passed the cow to uh, Dick Grayson and Prodigal, and then Dick Grayson gave it back and became Nightwing, I'm giving you back your cow. I'm giving you back the headphones. So go ahead and, and take us out if you would like. Uh, I'm going to change the intro to the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, drink podcast. Let's go. Yeah. All right. There you go. <laughs> Tim, out. Well, with that being said, Everyone, you've been listening to the BatmanUniverse.net. And more importantly, you've been listening to Robin. Everyone loves Let's Go, The Drake Show. See you next time. Thanks for listening to Robin. Everyone loves The Drake Podcast. This has been brought to you by the BatmanUniverse.net. Tim Drake, Robin, and all Batman-related characters are under copyright of DC Comics. This podcast is solely for entertainment purposes, so no infringement is intended by this show. This show is not a good revenue stream. Actually, there's not a stream at all. All music and sound clips are under copyright by their respected copyright holders. So there should be no need to send the Penguins lawyers after us for ill-gotten gains because there are none. You can get a hold of the show a few different ways. We are on Twitter at ELTD Podcast. You can also email in at RobinELTDPodcast at Yahoo.com. Our Facebook page can be found at www.facebook.com slash everyone loves the Drake. And as always, you can message directly over at the BatmanUniverse.net. So email, tweet, or message us. We'd love to hear from you. And we'll read your comments or responses on the show. The show you're listening to can be found a few different ways through iTunes and Windows Media. Also, over at our host, TBU. Leave us a review on iTunes if you listen there. It'll help spread the word of the show. Make sure you head over to the BatmanUniverse.net, your home for all things Batman and Robin. Thanks for listening to the show and hearing why everyone loves the Drake. We'll see you in a few weeks. Take care. Take care.